Welcome to Happy Life Studios. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for joining us today. You know, I bet there's a lot of people that would probably agree with Alice Cooper. That we just feel like a wind-up toy when God made us. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen a wind-up toy or not, but when I was a kid, they had wind-up toys. At least some of the first ones, they would have a slot in the back, and then you had this key. It looked like, I don't know, a pair of flat butterfly wings, maybe, that were metal, and you'd, you'd stick it in the back, and then you would turn that thing. You'd turn that as much as you could, and then it couldn't turn anymore. You'd, you'd put that army soldier down, and then it would move forward until it ran out of, and you have to pick it back up and put the key in and, and turn it again. And, I, and sometimes I think that we tend to think that that's how God made us. I mean, he, he made us for his enjoyment, and uh, he put this key that goes in our back, and it's an invisible key, and he turns it so many times. Some people he cranks more than others. Some people he twists up more than others. But when your time is done, your time is done. And hopefully you don't run into too many walls. You don't walk down too many stairs. And hopefully you, you survive and you live, but that's it. When it's done, it's done. Or maybe it would be like the Energizer Bunny. Nothing outlasts the Energizer. They keep going and going. Stop the bunny, please. And going and God go- makes us, and he puts a battery in our back. Some have longer batteries than others, but when your time is done, your time is done. And hopefully you didn't get left out in the rain or get chewed up by the family pet too much, and hopefully your life was okay. But <laughs> that's not why God made us. He hand-formed us. He didn't put us through an assembly line somewhere. He didn't just just have a machine over here that puts in personality and a machine over here that puts in height and a machine over here that puts in color of hair, color of skin or whatever. That's not how he made us. He made us by hand. In Psalms 139, in the middle of the Bible, it says that God went into your mother's belly and he formed you by hand. He made us by hand because he he doesn't want it just to exist. He doesn't just put a time limit on it. He doesn't just put a certain size battery in us or wind us up so many times and when we're done, we're done. No, he wants us to live. He wants us to dream. (laughs) St. Irenaeus said it best, I think. He said, the glory of God is man fully alive. That's what God wants. He wants to see us fully alive. He wants us to dream. He wants us to live. That's why God gives us desires. That's why he gives us skills. That's why he put that that thing inside of us to dream. It isn't just a key that he puts in the back of us and just says, okay, just survive, and I hope that you don't run into too many things. No, <laughs> that's why he gives us these dreams and desires, because he, he wants us to dream. So I want to talk about that today really for two reasons. Number one, because we never finished our podcast last week. And dreaming is actually the very next point in what what I was going to talk about. And secondly, we talked last week about how vital our perception of God is, how it, it will either hinder us or it'll help us in our communication with God. And there's nothing greater than how we view God as far as perspective that we have in life or or communicating with God. So we need to realize that God didn't make us as an energizer bunny. So we can see how long and how far we can make it and how many hurdles we can get over before we run out of batteries. He didn't make us as a, as a tin soldier for his pleasure just to wind us up and then we're done, we're done, and hopefully we didn't hurt ourselves too much. He made his flesh and blood, and he gave us dreams, and he gave us desires, and he actually wants to help us fulfill them. 
This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. What's up, Happy Lifers? So glad that you joined us today. Today we're going to continue on in our Communicating uh, with God series. God made us and he wants to communicate with us. But oftentimes we have all these mores, these rules, these we think this is how God speaks. And and what I, we want to do at Happy Life Studios is, is expose that, expose the myths and then just it'll open up the, the, the open up our world, you know, open up our country, right? Our lives. We want our countries to be opened up right now. We want to, we want to get on with life, but we need to get on with our spiritual life, which is bigger than our physical life. And, and we want to open that up and communicating with God is precisely how we live an open life. It's exactly how we do that. So this week, we're going to continue on from last week, which was a continuation from the week before. <laughs> but this week, I want to call it YouTube and prayer meeting, because I want to go more along the lines of what we talked about last week. Last week, we actually were, were communicating with God through a video. It was actually a comedy video by Awaken with J.P. Sears, because again, I don't want to overplay this point, but I want to bring it out, especially for those that haven't maybe listened to last week's episode or the one before that. But, you know, we the first one was road tripping with Jesus. The second one was about video gaming with Jesus, video gaming prayer meeting. Last week was passive aggression with prayer meeting. And uh, this week is YouTube and prayer meeting. We're going to continue on, like I said, with that video. But I want us to realize that that we can communicate with God while we're watching YouTube. That's the point. We don't need to stop everything so that we can communicate with God. Now, there's nothing wrong with stopping what you're doing and, 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 and giving God your full attention, but you can give God full attention too when you're road tripping, driving down the road. And that's the point that we're trying to make. So this week, we want to continue on with that YouTube and prayer meeting. And if we can realize that God wants to communicate with us all the time, everywhere, God is love and he is peace and he is hope and he is victory and he's, and he's excitement and he's all things good. God is good all the time. And yet he wants to hang out with us all the time. In all your ways, acknowledge him. So acknowledge him instead of stopping and saying, well, I only gave God this much time or I can only give him this. The Bible says, there's a scripture in the Bible that says to pray without ceasing. Well, I can't pray without ceasing in the way that I've been trained to pray in the way that I have to close my eyes and bow my head and fold my hands and kneel by my bed. I mean, when I'm driving down the road, it's not advisable to do that, but <laughs> we don't have to Make it so formal and stop everything that we're doing to communicate with God. God wants to communicate with us with whatever we're doing. Instead of giving him a line in our calendar for the day, giving him a line on my phone app um, and saying, okay, from, from nine to 10, I'm going to get, it's God's time and nothing wrong with that. But I would rather take a highlighter and highlight the whole day with God, make God my highlighter and highlight the whole day. So if I'm going to go, if I'm going to go riding in the car, then I want to hang out with God while I'm doing it. If I'm going to go to the grocery store, I want to, I want to bring God with me to the grocery store. Now, if we think that we have to get all super spiritual and super religious, then that doesn't sound too much fun. But if we can picture God as watching YouTube with us, playing video games with us, 
<laughs> driving down the road with us jamming on 80s tunes, it's it's a little bit easier. And I'm telling you, that's that's the point that we're trying to get across here. So we can communicate with God or watching YouTube. And I want to go back to the YouTube video that we were on last week. It was all about being passive aggressive. And it was using sarcasm to talk about how passive aggressive is supposed to help his relationship with his wife, right? And we talked about how in our perception of God, we need to see that God has not given us a cold shoulder but that he wants to be direct and honest with us. And he wants us to be direct and honest with him. And we also talked about how we need to see that God is not ashamed of us. It's actually quite the opposite. He's actually sticking up for us. So let's continue on with JP's video. I've decided I want to write a book. I'm so excited. You've never written anything before. So you're not going to get picked up by a publisher. JP's criticisms of my ambitions reminds me that I'm not enough of a person to fulfill my own hopes and dreams. Amber's dreams have no place in our relationship because they threaten my ability to control her. Oh, I feel so loved when you control me. Mm. Okay, so here's, here's what we're talking about at the beginning. Crush your dreams. You know, when, when Amber says that JP's criticism of her uh, reminds her that she's not enough of a person. To which JP replies back, Amber's dreams have no place in our relationship because they threaten my ability to control her. <laughs> if we have a problem with authority, then we often have a, a problem with God because we feel like God is this, this mean boss. I mean, if we've had a mean boss or we've had mean people in our life or we've had poor relationships with parents in the past or poor relationships with a boss in the past, we tend to see God as being this boss that wants to lord it over us and wants to control us. But when Jesus came to earth, he came to earth as a little baby. Not as a big conqueror ready to hit us all over the head. Jesus, when he showed up and walked, he hung out with 12 disciples and they just hung out. He was a cool dude. They, they hung out together. He hung out with fishermen and tax collectors and, and he hung out uh, with, with people that, that, that were just regular normal people because he fit in with them. They fit in with him. He was just a regular Joe. He was a regular dude. He didn't show up and all of a sudden he wasn't like the rulers of the day, the Romans of the day, men were harsh on them. He wasn't like that. And we we often feel like God is trying to crush our dreams, that he wants to be God because he wants to control us. He wants to be God because he can help us. (laughs) I I don't know about you, but my dreams are bigger than me. And the only way they're going to come about is if I get the help of people. And if I get the help of God, it's the only way that I can do it. And God's not trying to control us. He's trying to help us. Amber says, oh, I feel so loved when you control me. And I feel like, you know, there's a lot of people out there who actually believe that. They like the fact that God is angry with them. That's the epitome of religion. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that love to get beat up by the Bible. They love to get beat up because they just feel like God is angry with them. And that's what they've gotten used to. God gave us desires for a reason. He gave us a skill set for a reason. God made you by hand. And the desires that you have the skill set that you have, they go together to create and do something in a way that no one else has done it before. Sometimes we try to copy how someone else does it, but God gave us desires. He gave us dreams. He gave us abilities. He placed it in the world. He's placed us in around the people. He's placed us in the particular part of a country because he's going to use all those things to bring this thing about. That's why he wants to help. But I grew up feeling like God wanted me to be miserable. That God, if if I give in to him and I let him control me, he's going to send me to some place I don't want to go. Some place that would make you feel miserable. Why would he create me with the skills he's given me and the desires he has me and place me all these if he wanted me to ignore them and bury them? In Matthew chapter 25, there's a group of men and the boss shows up and says, I'm going to give you each 
an amount of money. And I love the fact that back then the language that they used was, it was called talents. So it, I'm going to give you 10 talents, you five talents, and I'm going to give you one talent. And I love how it's word talent because talent fits in here. Even though he's talking about money, money isn't the only thing. It's not the only commodity here. God has given us talents too. He's given us dreams. He's given you 10 dreams. He's given you five dreams. He's given you one dream. He's given you, you know, 10 skills. He's given you five skills. He's given another one, one skill. And then he goes off on this long trip just to see what they're going to do with the talents, his talents that he gave them. I think God does the same thing with us. He's like, okay, I gave you these talents. Now what are you going to do with them? Right? When he comes back from this long trip, he brings all these employees into him and he says, okay, what'd you do with, with the money that I gave you? You know, what did you do with it? And the first guy said, man, I took your 10 and I multiplied it another 10. Wow. That was awesome. Good job. The second guy comes in, he says, I took your five and this is what I did with your five. And I multiplied it to another five way to go, man. Awesome. The third one came in and I imagine his head was down because he said, what did you do? And the third employee said, well, I, um, I know you're a hard and just man. And so I was afraid that I was going to blow your money. So I took it and I buried it. I hid it underground. And the, the boss, man, just was not pleased with that guy at all. In fact, he said, give that one talent that guy had and give it to the other guy that, that multiplied the talent, right? So God doesn't want us to bury our skills. He doesn't want us to bury our talent. He sits back and says, I gave you that skill set. And I placed you around this person because this person needs that skill set right now. They might not know it, but they need you to be who you are. God doesn't want to crush our dreams. He wants to help us fulfill them. So we need to see God wants us to dream. God created us to dream. He wants us to use our gifts, desires, and abilities to fulfill that dream. I use a compliment to slightly disguise my harsh criticism of Amber. And I have lots of it because I don't have any respect for her. And I don't have any respect for myself either. That's why I'm with JP. We're a perfect match. <laughs> Backhanded compliments. You know, you know, we say God is good all the time. And then we repeat it well, and all the time. Everyone says God is good. But do we think it's a backhanded compliment? Because a lot of actions suggest that he's angry with us. We, we want to be like that guy and bury that talent, that skill, because we're afraid of what he's going to say. But it's like, like he said in the video, I use a compliment to slightly disguise my criticism of Amber because I don't have any respect for her. To which she replies, and I don't have any respect for me either. <laughs> and that's kind of how it goes. If you're around an individual, around a group of individuals, and sometimes it's only one person, we give some people we give way too much influence in our brain and in our heart. But sometimes it only takes one person. And if they disrespect you, then you tend to disrespect yourself. If someone has been mean to you and they've been abusive to you or they've been disrespectful to you, before long, if we're not careful, if we don't fight against that, we, we allow that person to uh, cause us to disrespect ourselves. And, and we walk around feeling like we're, we're only worth what the people around us are treating us of. But we got to ask God's opinion. That's why I got to learn how to communicate with God because God will tell us how he feels about us. He'll tell us how valuable we are. He'll tell you what he feels about you. But we have to communicate with him to get that from him. Otherwise, all we have are what some of the people do around us. But God is he's love and he's peace and he made you and he's got a plan for your life. And he's not disrespectful of you. If we begin to communicate with him, Maybe we'll stop disrespecting ourselves or maybe we'll start feeling that we're worth a lot more because we're, we're now we're talking to the person who created us. We're talking to the God who made us, who created us, who knows how we function. We start communicating with him. We'll realize how valuable we really are. So we need to see that God isn't critical of us. 
that his goodness is really covering his disdain for us. He not only likes us, he respects us. He not only loves us, he adores us. And he wants us to respect and enjoy ourselves. He wants us to love ourselves. Someone came to Jesus and, and, and tried to trick him and said, what's the greatest commandment of the law? And he said, to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And then he said, and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. God wants us to love ourselves. And he wants us to respect ourselves. I have a lot of expectations that JP will never be able to meet. And he deserves the opportunity to feel hurt about not living up to my impossible standards. Amber feels empty inside because of her daddy issues from childhood, and I'd much rather have her hurt me rather than feeling her own hurt. And I think that by putting up with her emotional abuse, eventually I'll be able to rescue her. You're my knight in shining armor. (laughs) I grew up in church trying to be the perfect Christian because I was a pastor's kid and I was the firstborn. I, you know, I had to please my parents and that's what I wanted to do. And, but I did, I really did love God and I really didn't want to have a, a relationship with him. And somewhere subliminally, I was taught that a perfect Christian is supposed to look like this, talk like this and act like this. I'm old now and I've seen a lot. I've been around Jesus a lot. I've been around the church a lot. I've been around religious people a lot. And I've been around Jesus lovers a lot. And what I found out is that that person that I've been trying to be doesn't exist. That person doesn't exist. The standard that we're trying to measure up to, I have never, ever, 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 ever found that person. So I'm trying to live up to a person that doesn't even exist. That just doesn't seem fair, right? God hasn't given us all these crazy, impossible standards that we can't live up to so that we can realize that he's God and you better submit to me because you just can't do this without me. That's, that's, not, <laughs> that's not who he is, but subliminally, that's kind of the message I got in my head. And I always felt like I wasn't doing enough for God. I still struggle with that to this day because that's how I was. I was so anxious excited, zealous to try to be this person that doesn't even exist, that even to this day, I've got to fight against those thoughts going, you're not doing enough. You're not being enough. You're, you're being too much this way. You're not enough this way. We might as well try to become a unicorn who farts lucky charms <laughs> because the thing we're trying to become isn't out there. You have a better luck finding the unicorn than you will be finding that, that person that's supposed to look like the perfect Christian. We need to see That God doesn't want us to be like someone else or he would have made us them. He would have made us just like them. You want a perfect Christian looks like? Go look in the mirror. You want a perfect Jesus lover looks like? Go look in the mirror. It's just a regular person who is trying to develop a friendship with God. A regular person who has invited God into their world and say, God, I want to acknowledge you in all my ways. That's it that takes the skills that they have, the the life that they have, and they just want to include God with that, in that. God simply wants us to be us. He wants you to be you. So we need to see God wants to be direct and honest with us. We need to see God sticks up for us. We need to see God wants us to dream We need to see that God respects and adores us. And we need to see that God wants us to simply be us. 
God just wants us to be the regular person who loves him and acknowledges him. God wants us to simply communicate with him like we would with a friend. Make someone happy. Make just one someone happy. And you will be happy too. Thanks for listening. I hope that helped. God loves you, and he's got a plan for your life. Steve Ace.